Wednesday, already, November 10th. Today we're going to talk a little bit about brand, what's going on in the markets, and throwing back to the beginning of Automotive State of the Union. But for now, we bounce. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stay when they see me. If it's wants, no need to... Yo, you can't see it right now, but Kyle is rocking the dress white on the hat Woo. game. <laughs> Look at good. We dressed it up today. <laughs> <laughs> you know... What we'll do this one day. We'll we'll post we'll post our hat game and and what it means <laughs> when we're wearing which hat and and what it you know what, so what today we're dressed in. white. We're we're feeling super fancy, looking crisp. Which we didn't didn't change anything else, but the hat classes it up. Looking crisp, man. It's like the shoes make the man. Well, the hat the hat makes the man today. <laughs> oh man! All right, there's some stuff going on. A big day for EVs. Big day, um, I think, for the industry because we get to see an indicator of um, what's it going to look, what it might look like in the future as Rivian goes public. Rivian's got some history, right? <laughs> at, a, at, at a at a goal valuation of seventy seven billion. What? What? I mean, that's just is that that's a, Kyle? Is that a weighing machine or is that a voting machine? Absolute voting machine. Yes. Right. They, <laughs> like the second line is they haven't really sold anything, right? I mean, I yes, they've delivered some vehicles, and Amazon committed to what a hundred thousand trucks or something like that delivery yeah. trucks. Yeah. Um. So there's there's pipeline sales, but nowhere close to the valuation. You know, there's there's not it's it's not a it's not a weighing machine on, you know, revenue for right. sure. It's a voting right? machine. So a couple of interesting things about Rivian that I didn't realize until I don't know how I missed this. So we all know we talked about it last week about Amazon being revealed that Amazon has a 20 plus percent stake in Rivian. So obviously there's a lot of uh, kind of synergy in Rivian talking about advertising itself as an Amazon backed company. But I did not realize that Ford had such uh, a stake in Rivian, twelve? I think twelve percent. I was like, yeah. Well, you uh, you wouldn't realize it until right until every all the financials came out for the IPO, right? But still, for and and a manufacturer to invest in, which uh, there's there's an obvious play here battery technology right yeah. and 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 all that right to leverage right to leverage the battery technology but that's a large that's a large percentage well so large yeah. that if if they hit their va- target valuation ford is going to walk away with 7 billion dollars that's crazy seven what a billion. smart move right i oh. mean they they're getting in the, like i wonder what they what, invested i wonder what the in money was Right. I'm going to try to find that while we're talking. Go you got to find that. So this is what's interesting to me is, you know, when when we look at, you know, especially like GM and Ford, they're really starting to become really interesting to me over the last couple months in, in some of like the things they're talking about or what they're investing in. And what we typically, especially on the retail automotive side, the way we typically view the OEMs are very outdated, you know, old technology um and and especially when it comes to the connection point to the customer or the dealership right like it just feels super disjunct um and then to see them turn and go 
oh, we really want to move toward EV or, uh, you know, software as a service, essentially, uh, as a, as a auto manufacturer, as a revenue, it's really, right. it, it, it feels like, like, uh, you know, pu pulling the e-brake on a car that's, that's moving forward to, to most retail, uh, you know, because we're still dealing with these outdated co-op programs that are forcing, you know, use of companies that maybe aren't the best for the retail environment. That was and a so, really soft way to say that, Kyle. Yeah, I, I was companies I was who maybe nice. aren't the best. We're going to leave it there. Maybe we'll pick it up at a later time. <laughs> right. So like how when you're looking at these manufacturers, and especially if you're a Ford dealer, you're sitting there just scratching your head. Like, so what does that mean for me? Right. What does it mean for me as as a retail dealer that's dealing with Ford Direct, and right. you, and and you have a twelve percent stake in Rivian? Huh? Yeah. You know. Well, they, they, they should feel like that. I mean, I think that's how the industry felt back in twenty nineteen when we all remember when Cox Automotive invested three hundred fifty million early in Rivian, and dealers yeah. were like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 hold on." You know, because when, when Cox Automotive did that, they, you know, said, well, you know, the, the new model and they want to get behind the new model. It's, it's very clear the game they're playing, right? They're playing the broad game. They're not saying, well, retail dealers are our main focus, although our main source of revenue. And they're right. playing, you know, trying to do the end run to say like, well, and that, that's a tough move to make from a PR standpoint. I think it's kind of, it, it kind of died away in the beginning. Everyone's up in arms like, who are you going to give your money to? This company? Right. Or our company that is not doing that. And then it kind of died down. But I imagine that that conversation is going to spark up again. Um, I think we just sparked it up again. Actually. I think we did. <laughs> we might have we ruffled some feathers there. And it's okay. It's okay. Like, hey, this is how we grow. And so uh, $820 million is what Ford invested. Wow. That's a pretty good ROI. That's a great ROI. Yeah, I'd take that ROI. I'd take that ROAS. But yeah. yeah. Well, from, <laughs> if, from if a financial standpoint, a good ROI. We'll see what kind of ROI that is. You look at technology. Whenever technology hits something, right, a new technology, the companies that are willing to cannibalize themselves, it, it's a lot of friction up front. But typically, they're the ones that do come out alive on the other side. And because it's like eat or be, you know, like cannibalize yourself or wait for someone else to do it. But it's a very tricky thing because obviously their their whole legacy and model has been built on the backs of retail auto dealers. So right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they do with this. But uh, I don't know when it's going, when exactly it goes, it goes live. Uh, usually is, it's not, not an opening bell. Typically it'll roll out sometime this morning and it'll just start trading. So we'll definitely be watching that and uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens from that. Let's move from the news. Uh, so we had a, a great meeting, a great client meeting yesterday, and it kind of spurred some thinking. And you told me, you're like, I know what Paul's going to post tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it totally wrecked our, it, it, it didn't wreck. It just encouraged us um, that, that, what, that what we believe in is extremely impactful to more than just business leaders, um, that it's impactful across no matter what business you're in, whether you're listening to this and you're in real estate or automotive or you're a vendor or you're on retail or whatever it is, the like the point of vision is not just to set it and forget it out there on the sidelines and hoping every everyone runs toward right, it. Right, stick it on a plaque, put it on a wall graphic, 
cetera, et cetera. Right. But something about putting it on the wall graphic as a reminder is what you got to in your post. Yeah. So, so talk about that, Paul. Talking about vision really is, is enveloped within what I, you know, what I and Kyle would agree is a part of brand development. Um, and brand development isn't obviously the colors and the logos. Uh, it's much more the belief, the vision, the mission, the values. And what, what I call the reminders that really build after we got out of this meeting yesterday, I was like, you know what we're actually doing? And I've been, you guys, you know me, I've been like thinking about brand nonstop for the last three years. It's like, a brand actually hedges you so that you can continually be the best version of yourself. Like that's what it is. So I wrote a post this morning and it was like, have you ever forgotten yourself? Like, you know, when you go off the handle or you say something you didn't want to say, you behave in a way you didn't want to behave. And you're like, Oh, I've, I've forgotten myself. Like a meaning I like, I've forgotten who I really want to be and who, who deep down I want to be marching toward. Um, and Yesterday, I realized like that's what you do with brand. When you clearly articulate your mission, your vision, your values, you know what it is that makes you special and different. How you want to make people feel, which I think is one of the most important parts of brand development, right? What feeling do you want to elicit in people? You align your organization to be the best version of itself, and when you do that, when you do that, everything else falls into play. When when you feel, you know how it is. When you feel like this is who I want to be, yeah, you perform better, right? Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, if, if you don't know, Paul uh, leads a, a brand class for Simon Sinek's uh, online university, and uh, we're both big fans of Simon. And and uh, and this that that bridge that you just kind of drew for me is the bridge from his book, Start With Why, to the Infinite yes. Game. Yes, it's. Oh, that's good. Does that make sense? It it's does. This bridge of like. I figured out the why, whether it be personally or in business, right? Which actually, if you're a business leader, your personal why transfers into your business. And and what you're attempting to do is transfer ownership of that belief or why to your employees and your customers. An organization, yeah. And and so it becomes an organizational, you know, why why go to market? And and what the best business owners do is they actually attract people, whether it be customers or employees that have some level of belief already aligned with that. So, um, but w- when I say that the, the kind of bridge between to what, what his, you know, thought theory and, and yeah, and the first book, one being the start, game. the first one being start with why. Right. And then, you know, he wrote some books in between yeah. that, that are great, but yeah. then he wrote this book and, and has this new kind of, you know, his, his per- pursuant theory right now, the infinite game that, Essentially, one one core piece of that is that essentially wherever you go, whatever you do, whether it be you know a new business venture or the new company that you're with or the current company with you that you're with, if it doesn't at some level align with your core belief about life and your vision for it, then you're gonna wake up exhausted every single day. Yeah. And what what you said about what happens is when people consistently like fall, like step outside of the mission and vision that they have is it becomes exhausting actually, because you're kind of fighting against yourself with your actions and your beliefs, right? It depletes, right? It does deplete you. It wears you down. Yeah. Makes you question your beliefs. And that infinite gate mindset is, is a game that's saying there is no finish line. There is no win or loss, right? It's just, am I going in the right direction today? Am I going in the direction right now? 
I love that, that bridge between start with why and the infinite game. That's good. That's good. Hey, it's, it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday and we're coming up with, we're coming up swinging. <laughs> oh man. Well, we have a few minutes left here. Um, you know, Paul, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about, and, and we didn't discuss this earlier, but, um, Yesterday, I got the opportunity to hang out uh, with a guy that that uh, named Vasilios Lambos, and then Eric Hall and Dusty Sutherland. Who, uh, if you're around LinkedIn or Clubhouse or Facebook, you might have seen those names. They they're really fun people on automotive. But we got to talk a lot about attribution and uh, sales campaigning and a lot of like heady stuff. And I kind of brought it to the end and and just talked, just reminded us that that we're interacting with humans, right? That we're interacting at a human level, mm-hmm. whether it's marketing or, you know, uh, or leadership or interacting with a coworker. Like it's not, uh, I, I use this example. It's not the guy in 107, you know, that apartment building that you used to live in and everybody said the guy in 107 and then someone <laughs> found out his name was Steve and all of a sudden he came out, he became a real person. Right. Um, it, like it's, it's Steve that you're dealing with. It's Mary. It's the, it's the real people. And, and it really hit home this morning. Paul, through a conversation, just reminded me of my my passion for Haiti. And so I was just looking back through some pictures just a minute ago and just realized that the more you interact with different people that maybe you wouldn't expect to interact on a daily basis with, whether it be social media or in your company or the clients that you run into, if you interact with them in such a way to learn and experience and, and see life maybe through their eyes or through a different way, it totally, it, it impacts everything. Yeah, it does. And the impact that I had through things like uh, going to Haiti, the impact that you've had through uh, fostering the, the impact that, that we both had through being leaders in businesses. Um, my, my encouragement to everyone today is that, like we we sometimes get heady in the news with Rivian and Ford and and the the man is against us or, or all this type of stuff and <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and and we get mad at co-op programs. Um, but just remember that on the other side of that stuff are people at companies. Oh man, that's so good. And Great I forget that a lot, right? Yeah. That 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 even even the you know because we're playing the game, right? If we're in the middle of a, a high stakes football game, so like when that dude's running, it's like I'm gonna hit him hard. I'm gonna <laughs> hit him hard. Right, but that, but that, that dude's name is Joe, but not and too he has hard. A family, right? Not right? too hard. I want to help him up. That's a right. great point, man. Exactly. So just remember that today, as you go throughout your interactions, whether you're frustrated with someone or encouraging someone, um, that they have a life, that they have a story, uh, and that there's something that you can learn from that. Dude, uh, you're going to get the final and, word. Go and, ahead. And so use that to make some level of impact, both on someone else and yourself today learn from a conversation and interact with others as if they really are a person of value the people really want to know who i is and who i be they stop and stare when they see me if it's said it once no need to repeat run up on me watch you fall to your knees tip my hat